The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All information contained on or related to this podcast is for general information purposes only. Welcome to the show. I'm Lisa. And I'm Chantel. And we are at the Gutsy Walk, and this is Guts and Glory. Okay, everybody, we are here at the 22nd Annual Gutsy Walk, which takes place today on Sunday, June 4th, 2017, in over 60 locations across Canada, and it involves over 20,000 participants. Donation raised at the Gutsy Walk will fund Crohn's and Colitis Research to open new treatment possibilities, summer camps and scholarships for youth with Crohn's or colitis, and support local um, and educational programs. And also on improving the lives of everyone impacted by these chronic diseases. They transform the lives of people affected by Crohn's and colitis, which are the two main forms of inflammatory bowel disease, through research, patient programs, advocacy, and awareness. And if you want to learn more, uh, you can at Crohn'sandcolitis.ca or at Get Gutsy Canada on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Okay, Chantel, so here we are, a beautiful day to be a duck uh, in the pouring rain. You want to talk to us a little bit about the challenges you've had this morning with the gutsy walk? Yes, so um, we are here in Oshawa, Lisa, and it's been a rough morning. I am the chair of this walk for the third year in a row, volunteering my time. Um, I've been here since about 6.30 a.m. this morning. Oh, good Lord. And it's been pouring the yeah. whole time we've been here. Not not raining, pouring. No, pouring. Pouring. Uh, and so uh, the first thing I noticed when I showed up this morning was that there was uh, silence <laughs> and, a, and a very concerned looking Chantel on her phone. Yes. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I was a little bit stressed. So um, unfortunately, due to the ridiculous amounts of rain yeah. and being at Lakeview Park in Oshawa, right on the lake, due to all of the water, it actually uh, inf- conflicted with our power. So we had no power. Um, but of course, send the boyfriend to Home Depot to get a generator. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Daryl. Uh, the mayor of Oshawa, uh, who I, whom I spoke to a little bit earlier, uh, was telling me, and uh, Jody, who you will hear on the podcast, she actually did some of the interviews, and uh, Justine, uh, who's helping out with pictures today, that this is a floating bog, it this is. area. So <laughs> there's a lot of problems with power and... Uh, and power outages down around this area. Did you know that? Yes, I did. did. And actually, speaking of the mayor, I just wanted to shout out to three really important dignitaries who gave up their time to come here on Sunday morning um, in the pouring rain, you know, to talk to our walkers and to thank them. So um, a shout out to MPP Lauren Coe of Whippy, Oshawa, Mayor John Henry of Oshawa, and Deputy Mayor Derek Gleed of Whippy. Um, We are really grateful that you were here today, gentlemen. Um, Thank you for joining us even in such rainy weather. 
Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of people who are undeterred by this weather, showing up with their support teams, their families, and they're all off on the walk now. It's amazing. They look like a big human caterpillar of umbrellas moving down the path. <laughs> so let me ask you, Chantel, why is this event so important for IBD awareness, in your opinion? Well, you know what? The fact that it gets out so many people, and it happens in over 60 locations across the country on the same day, like we're all walking from St. John's to Vancouver. And that's what's super important to me because, you know, obviously we have IBD. So we're sitting here right now and just knowing that at the same time, there are people across the country, rain or shine, walking for IBD awareness is, you know, this is a movement that can't be ignored. Like the media has picked it up. You know, our walkers are here. Not only do they know about IBD, they could be walking for themselves or somebody else, but they've also spread the word by getting donations. And people who have donated to the cause know that the walk is happening today. This is the day. Now, I know, and and people who listen to this podcast know your story, your struggle with uh, with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. But is there a is in addition to raising awareness? Is there a personal reason that you do this walk? Is there, you know, it, rather than just raising awareness, is yeah. there some reason that you do it? Yes. You know what, Lisa? You know, Crohn's and Colitis Canada is so dear to my heart. I've been volunteering with them for about five years now. Um, I've been the chair for three years now for the Oshawa Walk, and um, there is something therapeutic here for me because, you know. I, f- I feel like what I'm doing is important. I feel like what I'm doing is is actually resulting in something positive for the IBD community. And just being here and meeting other people with IBD is, you know, amazing. And it's so fantastic that we've had the time to interview them today and hear their personal stories, both volunteers and walkers, um, because they're, they are the strong ones. They are the heroes. They are the ones out here battling the weather, battling their disease. Um, you know, Lisa, we know there's no cure. No. This, this is all we've got. What do you think the overarching sentiment is of people here who do this? Like, Well, you know what? Like Crohn's and colitis' slogan, their hashtag is make it stop for life. And you can feel that when you're here. You can feel when you're here that everybody here is a community and they're here to support. They're here to give people strength. You know, you leave an, you leave an event like this feeling a lot stronger than you did coming into it. Um, and people are so hopeful. And that's what's really fantastic. You know, Pete, there are people here like myself who, you know, we wouldn't have been at this walk if it wasn't for the funding that went into research that gave us the new medication that started working for us when our last one failed. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, and people know that here. Do people come here to meet other people like them who have Crohn's and colitis? Absolutely. Absolutely. The connection here is really strong. And, you know, you get a sticker when you show up that says, I want to make blank stop for life. And, you know, you fill out that sticker. You know, I've seen stickers that say, I want to make the depression, the anxiety, the pain, the hospital visits, the missed moments, you know, um, just the all of those things that people are trying to make stop for life and it's such a community it's amazing you don't even know half of the people here but it's it, you're looking at somebody either who has IBD or loves somebody with IBD mm-hmm. we're all on the same page 
here. Yeah. You know? Um, Do you think, we've talked about this many times before, but uh, being around all these people who are out in the rain today and walking with their families, uh, do you see any gaps in the support? Like, are you hearing from them any places that support is lagging for IBD uh, sufferers or their families? I'm not hearing much just because I know that Crohn's and Clay's Canada does a fantastic job with online peer support and things like that. But I think as a whole, as we've mentioned before, like our country needs to move towards a more holistic approach Mm -hmm. to dealing with IBD. And, you know, Sick Kids does a really great job at incorporating all of those things for a child who's diagnosed. But if you're an adult who's diagnosed or a child that moves into the adult system, I don't think that the connections are as strong. So I think that's something that we need to start working towards for sure. Um, and I know as a volunteer, it's something I advocate for largely and our podcast does the same, you know, we talk openly about it all the time. So if I'm listening to this and I've never, uh, done a gutsy walk before, I've never volunteered, um, but I, I'd like to know more about a chapter or maybe come out to an event like this, what should I do? Right, absolutely. So you got to go to the crohnsandcolitis.ca website. And on that website, there's links to everything. So regardless of the region that you are in, in Canada, obviously, um, there's a ton of chapters across the country that have chapter meetings. They meet regularly, usually once a month. You know, ours meets every third uh, Tuesday of the month in Oshawa. Um, there's links to the Gutsy Walk, other events that happen. There's common nights that happen there's beer festivals that happen us in Durham you know because remember the hundred women gave us Mm -hmm. that money so we're using that money to have a youth night uh, youth event at a community center coming up in February and we're doing an Oktoberfest beer festival in Oshawa in October nice so we're gonna get everybody out we're gonna have some prizes Um, it's gonna be really great So I'm here with the mayor of Oshawa, John Henry. Hi, John. Hi, what a, what a great day in Oshawa. Thank you yeah. for being down at uh, Lakeview Park. Our pleasure. Thanks for turning on the rain machine. It's a nice effect. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I wish I could take credit for this, but rain is a responsibility of another level of government. <laughs> beyond your pay grade? Yeah, okay. beyond my pay grade. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, you do have people in your family who suffer mm-hmm. from IBD. What did you know about IBD prior to the diagnosis within your family? Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, I've been married for 27 years. Congratulations. And thank you. And my wife has been challenged since I met her. So really? I've known about it for a really long time. Uh, my father has had a colostomy and a colostomy reversal and has had difficulties wow. um, uh, through a big part of his, his senior life. And so you're you're aware of it. Um, I have friends that suffer with the problem, um, and uh, you know it's 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 one of those things that because it's not it, it's not one of those ones that are out there all the time. You don't really think about it until days like today when a group of people come together. But if you have about it, you you have to plan your life around your around where you're going, what you're doing. You need to know how close you are to a washroom. Um, And then it's all the health problems that come along with that as well. So today is a significant day in Oshawa. It's it's a little cloudy here, but, you know, there's a lot of people here and there's a lot of sunshine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how how important do you think this walk is in terms of uh, raising awareness? Well, you know, it's, it's... it's not just the walk, it's the conversation. It's more than that. Today, a group of people walking through your community is, is really an average weekend in Oshawa. There's always something going on. Um, but today, it's a cause. And whenever you get a group of people that talk, 
um, and raise the issue, then it, then it becomes becomes a topic. And today you've done that. Um, uh, it's important to to realize that it's it's a group of people that don't know each other doing something really great. What do you think, personally, the biggest misconception is about this disease? Are these diseases? Well, I, I think it's just an understanding that, you know, you, you meet somebody or you have a member in, in your family that, that for them, their life is a little bit different. So, so to be understanding, yeah. um, to have some compassion and, and realize that you too have to change the way that you think about your day. And then um, you can go on and have a, um, you know, a relatively normal life. Um, but it takes a little bit of pre-planning. Thank you so much, John. Uh, that was great. It's a pleasure. And thank you for being here today and what you're doing. Hi, what is your name? My name is Braden Hillier. And what is your affiliation with the Gutsy Walk? Um, I was asked to be the honorary chair this year. Uh, I've participated in the walk in the past. And then this year they asked me to be the, the honorary chair. What is your role uh, as the chair today? So uh, um, the role as the chair, um, I'm actually going to get up on stage today and uh, make a little speech and tell my uh, story to everyone. Uh, so what was your experience when you were first diagnosed? Um, when I was first diagnosed, uh, I just started college. Um, that's when I had my first flare-up. Uh, and it was hard. It was hard at first because I, d- I didn't really know what was wrong with me. Um, and then I had, a, I had my first scope done in December, and that's when I was diagnosed. Um, and it was hard being in school, just the stress and everything um, of school itself and then getting diagnosed. But, uh, yeah, so that's why I eventually I had surgery because uh, I tried a bunch of different medications that weren't working. But um, I required surgery, and then since then it's been, it's been good, though. Really good. What do you think this walk will provide for people with Crohn's disease? Um, I think it provides just a, a platform for um, just people who don't really know a lot about the disease to uh, kind of learn more and it also uh, takes away from the stigma just around it because people tend to keep to themselves um, but it's it's nice to have have an event like this so that uh, people can hear about it more and they uh, they just become more educated on the on the diseases. Great. And do you think this will also provide more support through awareness? Yeah, I do. I think it's it's great because everybody's uh, participating in the fundraising, and um, they're sharing on it, like all the social media. So just you know, the awareness is definitely uh, it's a lot better than what it used to be, and it's just uh, yeah, it's it's nice. Is there anyone you'd like to thank who's been really supportive of you? Yeah, I think I, I really want to thank my, my parents and uh, my girlfriend too. They, they've just been amazing and uh, even my friends, the support has just been ongoing and, and nonstop and they're always there for me whenever I need anything and uh, it's just, it's helped me out a lot for sure. Great, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you very much. Could you uh, uh, tell me why a, a lovely gentleman like you would be out on a rainy day like this? Uh, my name is Daryl. I'm uh, Chantel's boyfriend. And extraordinaire. Ex- boyfriend extraordinaire and uh, supporter. Uh, I'm here to help raise money and awareness for Crohn's and colitis. Chantel suffers from both of them. So I do whatever I can to try and help out and raise awareness and possibly raise some money so that they can find a cure. So, uh... 
You know, we have uh, the rain coming down, and yet I can't help noticing that people continue to arrive in great numbers uh, in this weather. So how important do you think this event is to uh, raising awareness for Crohn's and colitis? Uh, I think it's super important. There was It was raining last year as well, and I think there was about 300 people. I can't say for exact how many people are here now, but probably a couple hundred. And it's pouring rain, so I think this uh, is pretty important. It obviously affects a lot of the people, and uh, a lot of people came out to show their support and walk for themselves or their loved ones who might suffer from this disease. Do you, you've been dealing with a lot of things with Chantel and uh, even sort of met over one of her flares. In your experience, what do you think the biggest misconception is about this disease? Uh, I guess that it's uh, like a bathroom disease. It only affects you in a certain way because for the most part, she's relatively regular, normal, uh, but it's everything else, the, con- the chronic pain and everything else that she deals with that uh, I guess you wouldn't know by looking at her and that you wouldn't normally associate when you hear Crohn's disease. Where could support for IBD and uh, Crohn's and colitis, where, where, where could it be boosted? I think maybe just the awareness. It doesn't, you don't hear a lot about it. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, all the major charities, you hear a lot of commercials, you see a lot of stuff. You don't really see much with Crohn's and colitis. If, to be honest, if I wasn't with Chantel, I probably would have no idea that things like this happen or how many people are really affected by it. So I think maybe just the awareness, getting the word out there and reaching out and, you know, stuff like that. Thanks a lot, Daryl. No problem. Thank Very you. Much appreciate it. It was my pleasure. You're speaking with Sherry. Sherry has already been on our podcast. Uh, So Sherry, what is your experience with the Gutsy Walk? I have two sons um, that have this disease. So um, it's a way for us to get involved. It's a way for us to give back. It's a way for us to donate. And it's a way for us to support our, um, our community. What is Gutsy Walk? providing for people with Crohn's disease? Oh, great question. Um, It's funny, because I have the two um, boys, um, donations um, not only help to find a cure and make it stop for life, they also fund programs for adults, for youth, for children. And my two boys are very blessed and fortunate that they got to go to Camp Got To Go. And they have a weekend camp here in Ontario that is funded um, by the Yard Project, which is money that then gets donated to Crohn's and Colitis Canada and helps these kids get together as their little social community um, where they can just be themselves. It's a great way for kids to just be kids. Absolutely, 100%. How is the support for Crohn's disease as of right now? Um, the, the support that we receive is very good. Um, every month, um, we have monthly meetings for the general um, public if they want to come, listen, talk, get involved. And um, there's tons of online options as well. There's peer-to-peer. Um, there's places to go for um, support for caregivers as well. So Crohn's and Colitis does an excellent job of supporting everybody in the community. Where would they go for this meeting? 
Um, in the Durham region, uh, every third Tuesday, we are at the Superstore on Gibbs Street. So it's the top um, floor. Um, they have a little meeting room and we meet there. And um, it's all ages. And um, some people come just to uh, listen. Other people come just to uh, get ideas, um, ask questions, some very odd questions, and um, we can answer almost anything for them. That's perfect. Thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you so much for coming. Hi. So, who am I talking to today? Uh, Scott. Scott? Yes. What's your last name, Scott? Waterhouse. Scott Waterhouse. And do you, are you a Crohn's and colitis sufferer? Yes. You are. Yes. Is this your support team right here? This is the support team, this yes. Is support team. Yes. Is this the chairman this, of your support team? <laughs> this is Adam. CEO. This is the CEO. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Who does Hi most of our sort of uh, fundraising for our team. Oh, great. Thank we you. Did, we did an afternoon tea last week, raised some money through that. that $430, she, I think. Yep. Nice. Just through that. And basically, people bring along um, items that they get um, as gifts that they don't need or want, and they store it in their basement. Stuff, I'm sure everybody else don't want yeah. gets them. So everyone brings an item and puts it on a table and we have like a silent auction throughout the day and um, and you bid on which items that you actually want and then at the end of the day, instead of just donating $20, you can donate $20 and take something home that you want. Nice. And then you clear everyone else's basements out at the process. So, that's great. Yeah, that's have, great. Have we do that every year. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, do you make food? <laughs> well, I bring some food, I make some food, but Michelle makes a lot too. Oh, and Adam nice. too. Adam, Adam do you make Dad, some cookies? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he made a lemon loaf. He made a lemon loaf this year. Nice. I'm uh, Scott's mom, Karen. Hi, Karen. Yes, yeah, so I've been suffering with Crohn's for 45 years. Wow, so generational. Yes. Wow. A little sidebar. Did you uh, recognize Crohn's in... Did you um, recognize it in I recognized there was something wrong. Okay. And so I knew that he, he seemed to be losing weight, but I, all the tests, the general tests that the family doctor, everything came back fine, blood tests and all that. So he went, ended up going to a pediatrician, and the pediatrician... Yeah, sent him right away for to sick kids. Could you help him at all, having gone through it? I think I, I hope I did in a way. Um, but he he was a he was a trooper. But having gone through it, I kind of. But he unfortunately he's got it a lot worse than than mom does than I do. Um, but uh, he's my true inspiration. He's my hero. Everything wow. he's gone through. Yes. So Scott, let me ask you. Um, what do you think, if any, uh, what do you think is the biggest myth, misconception about Crohn's and colitis, people who suffer? Uh, that's a interesting question, I guess. Maybe that it's not that bad. You know, I think a lot of people confuse it with irritable bowel syndrome or maybe some other food intolerances, you know, and, and relate it to that. Um, probably that's probably the biggest, if you call that a, a myth, you know, uh, in terms of how severe or people don't think maybe it's as severe as it can be. And But it's, you know, I think it with, with people around here probably recognize it's something that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about much, you know, um, but it's probably the, 
that that sort of relation to some of those symptoms or or syndromes that uh, people think and they think oh it's what's the what's the issue what's the problem you know that's probably the main thing I think but do you um, think there do you think there are any big gaps in support for patients and their families in in uh, IBD I mean my experience uh, I've always had a pretty good support network uh, starting with sick kids and then going to Mount Sinai afterwards both uh, just having specialists there and when I needed surgeries and so on so that support for me is has been pretty good um, in Toronto there I don't live in Toronto but you know um, so I haven't had too many issues in terms of that sort of support and and when it's been needed over the years so um I mean, I, th- these walks are good in terms of getting the word out there as, as much as we can. And uh, I think, um, I know they do do them. I don't attend them much, but they do sort of educational events yeah. in Durham region just with our family stuff. I don't go to many of them, but, uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you, you know, I think those are always good good things, um, you know, to, to continue in terms of that support and education and, and so on, yeah. Thank you so much for oh, talking to us. Hi, so would you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Roland Latouf, and I'm, uh, I have Crohn's disease, and I've uh, been diagnosed since 1998. I've been dealing with it. Are you one of the volunteers today? One of the volunteers. I'm also the uh, volunteer captain. So just managing the volunteers for the Gutsy Walk on behalf of the chapter. I see. Okay. And that's the Durham chapter? That's right. Durham, okay. yep. So do you are you a patient with IBD? Or are you yeah, somebody who's support team? I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at uh, 18 years old. I'm 37 now. So it's been about uh, almost 20 years now with Crohn's. And have you had any major surgeries or are you uh, living on yeah. pain? Uh, yeah, in 2001, I had a, a bowel resection. So I had a foot and a half of my bowel removed and then they, you know, they reconnected it, uh, my small bowel, sorry. And I've had small upkeep surgeries since then, but that was the most major surgery I had back in 2001. So generally speaking, how are you feeling? You know what, I've been on Remicade since I had my surgery. So the Remicade has really kept my Crohn's in check. It's an infusion that I go to every six to eight weeks. And so I've been on that since about 2002. And uh, the Crohn's has been okay. You know, okay, it's manageable. And obviously I think you have to still consider your diet and it's not a magical cure. It just keeps it in remission, but it doesn't stop it from spreading. It doesn't stop it from doing what it's gonna do. Um, It's just not as severe of an impact. Yeah. Uh, are you suffering any side effects of the Remicade or any? Not yet. No. Not yet. You know what? So far, it seems like it's been pretty good and safe, other than it's an immunosuppressant. So the biggest side effect is that uh, if I catch any type of illness, it takes me that much longer to get over it. Uh, like I find, just like a cold or. That's right, right, exactly. I just find my immune system is not where it should be or could be. Um, but that's been the side effect. Mind you, I started really early on. And so I think the long-term studies are just starting to come out now and in the next few years. So I was one of the, the first few years of it being approved. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. And let me ask you, do you do anything to boost your immune system? I have. I've tried. I've been on and off. So I'm not as committed as I should be. But I've been on and off with different type of natural medic- medications and echinacea. And uh, but I really still think that uh, diet and uh, and uh, fitness is probably still the best thing, but uh, nothing medically speaking. What uh, what kind of fitness regime do you 
practice? What's your oh, poison? I'm not a gym rat. So I'm, uh, I just play sports whenever I can. So I'll join a men's league or I'll go out with some buddies and rent a basketball court. So for me, it's, uh, I need that social uh, setting. Otherwise, I get really bored. I've, I've signed up to gyms and went for like a year and only went in maybe two or three times. So just teach their own. Do you find you get that natural endorphin rush that is a pain reliever too? You know what, I I have to honestly say, because I've been on the Remicade, I don't get a lot of pain. So I have a lot of bloatedness. uh, And depending on what I eat, I get bloated. I have other side effects. But I don't have uh, uh, crazy pain that I used to have before Remicade and before my surgery. Uh, So this walk that we're... Uh, taking part in today. How important do you think an event like this is for raising awareness about IBD? It's hugely important. You know, it's a, because it's a national event and because every local chapter is participating in this, it's huge to raise awareness. Unfortunately, I don't find it has the same star power, the same, uh, you know, uh, sexiness as maybe like other diseases and illnesses, but hugely important given that, you know, Crohn's is I think a smaller, more unknown disease, but it's really starting to come to the forefront now only because there's more studies showing that in North America there's a very high rate in Crohn's and younger children are starting to get impacted with Crohn's and colitis. So these type of events take a much more importance when you have big families coming up to support their little kids or their teenagers. Uh, so it's important to have these events. When I when you were saying that this wasn't uh, super sexy, I was thinking like uh, maybe we pull in a couple of Next year, we try to really target a couple of disease uh, people yeah. in the celebrity world who have the and disease. There are. You know, you know what? There are. It's just, you know, this is a disease that talks about guts and yeah. bowel movements and bloatedness and washroom, and so you don't get that like appeal. But there are a lot of stars. There are some professional football players, hockey players Musicians. that have been impacted. Yeah, they've been impacted by Crohn's. I think you know one of the the, the members of the Pearl Jam That's band. Right. Right? Uh, and there's a few football players who have been, you know, caught with illegal substance in their system, but they were taking that to help with their Crohn's, um, their their Crohn's side effects. So, you know, I think it's just not there yet. Yeah. It's not there yet. Do you think uh, there are any gaps right now uh, that, that, you know, we could plead to fill in um, support for families or, or like yours? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for dealing with IBD. You know what, it's, I think there are, but here's the thing, the, I think we're being, we're inundated with all these diseases. There's so many illnesses and diseases, uh, you know, impacting so many people's lives that I think Crohn's gets lost in the shuffle and it's hard to see. I mean, I think just being the fact that I've dealt with the health system numerous times, I still do. I, you know, I have a, a good medical team helping me, but I think um, there's still, you know, just from even the frontline hospital staff to the the recommendations they give to, you know, GIs, uh, you know, I think the GIs are great, but the family doctors are not always so uh, cognizant of Crohn's. So I think there are some knowledge gaps, and I think that there's a lot of questions about these medicines, especially the biologics like Remicade and their long-term impact. So short-term, I don't feel anything and I feel great, but I'm still not sure what's going to happen in the long term. So there are gaps, but I think that's um, that's across the board. Thank yeah. you so much for talking with no us, problem. Roland. Thank you. And good luck with the walk today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Can I ask you your name? It's Eric Thompson. And you have? I have ulcerative colitis. And when were you diagnosed? In February of 2016. Wow, so it's a relatively recent diagnosis. That's right, yes. Yeah. And how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I've never 100%, but 
it's still night and day from um, when I was in a severe flare a year ago. So, Could you tell us about yourself and uh, your diagnosis? Sure, I'd be happy to. So about a year and a half ago, I started experiencing some troubling symptoms that I had never experienced before. Figured maybe it was food poisoning or needed to throw out the, the kitchen sponges. It might have been time, but it persisted for a couple weeks and really had no idea what was going on. So went to a clinic. They didn't know what was happening. And and it seemed to be a recurring theme whenever I spoke to, to doctors was they didn't want to speculate. They didn't want to um, make any assumptions. And so I wasn't getting any clarity. I would go to different clinics and the emergency room. And no matter what type of invasive testing they did, they didn't want to say and guess what it could be. So it took a couple months before I was able to get an appointment with a, a gastroenterologist. And uh, by that point, I unknowingly was flaring uh, quite badly. And I ended up having an endoscopy. And, and they said that we see there's inflammation and, and you have ulcerative colitis. And here's a book on ulcerative colitis. And here's, you know, some, uh, some treatment. It's going to, you know, make you better right away. So don't worry about it. And I had no idea what ulcerative colitis was. I had heard of Crohn's disease, but never inflammatory bowel disease as an umbrella term. So it was really thrown into a, a completely new world for me. And you're just supported by a book and what you can find on the internet. And you're left with an idea of these drugs will make you better. Um, when that's not the case. So these drugs did not make you better? No, they were... Um, there are five ASAs, uh, just anti-inflammatories, and um, I had no response to it, and I felt it was it was my fault that you know I was failing on these drugs. We also speak in that language of patients fail on drugs as opposed to the drugs failing our patients. So um, it was continuing to worsen, and uh, the only information I was getting on other treatments was from the internet uh, because I couldn't get another appointment with a gastroenterologist. It was very difficult. It's, it takes a lot of time to be able to see a specialist and as people who have this disease know or are affected by it in some way, um, day by day it can worsen. So it took another um, seven months of, of several uh, rounds of prednisone before I was able to induce remission. But in the meantime, uh, it completely um, changed my lifestyle. I, I wasn't able to go to work. Uh, I had to work from home. And luckily, I had an understanding employer, but not everyone does. So it's it's really important to raise awareness for not just individuals who are unknowingly thrust into this world suddenly, but also for everyone that has a decision in making that person's life somewhat more manageable, whether it's friends, family, who you work with. Um, it's, it's so important. Thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate it. Happy to share. There must be a ton of people that you want to give shouts out to today. I mean, I, I, the first thing I noticed when I, uh, when I rolled up this morning, aside from you on your phone, was <laughs> were all the people you have volunteering. Right? They're it's, just here. It's amazing. And I, it, it, everyone crowded under this tiny little piece of roof in the middle of uh, a big park. You want to give shouts out to your volunteers? Yeah, so I, I'm hoping I'm not missing anybody. We have a lot of day of volunteers here. So volunteers who said they couldn't help with the walk leading up, but they could definitely be here on the day of rain or shine, you know, helping with the people. I want to shout out to all of those. There's about 30 of them. Thank you so much. 
the day of uh, volunteers, the Durham Gutsy Walk. Um, and I just also want to make sure that I thank uh, the sponsors for the Gutsy Walk because, of course, this is volunteer-based. We don't have a lot of money. Crohn's and Colitis Canada does a really good job in making sure that the money they make they put back into research, not into other things. So we have a lot of um, national sponsors as well as local sponsors. So cashmere bathroom tissue. Oh, delightful. Right? So appropriate. What a wicked charity to support. Uh, CTV has sponsored this event. Bioscript Pharmacy. uh, Coverdale Clinics. Ensure. Anyone is sure if you want to ensure that you have a meal when you're not feeling so good. I became uh, drinking sure. I became very familiar with Ensure in my hospital stays. As did I. Absolutely. Shire. Um, And then we've got some locals. So Durham DJs and Entertainment Source. They've provided us the DJ today. Um, They also have the photo booth here and our stage and everything that now has power and is working. Nice. (laughs) All work better with power. All of those things. And Pizza Nova, who has donated all the pizzas that our walkers are going to eat today post-walk. And, of course, St. Urbane Bagels, who, again, has donated all of our bagels this morning. Oh, St. Urbane Bagels. Montreal Bagels, delicious. One more thank you. I would like to thank Team Deuces. Deuces. Pun totally intended. Who's Team Deuces? Team Deuces are my amazing friends and family who have been supporting me for the last 10 years of my journey and have been with me at every gutsy walk, rain or shine. And uh, we are yet again the top team in Durham, having raised well over $5,000 today. And you know, I cannot tell you how much I love those people. Um, There are too many of them to name, but uh, I love them all. You know, people who couldn't be here with me today and everyone who have sponsored both near and far, all my family in Newfoundland, I love you. I miss you. Thank you for your love and your support. This is Guts and Glory at the Gutsy Walk. Oh my God, we're doing it. We're doing it. 3D. High five. Strength and positive thoughts.